0: Welcome in to OutKick the Show. I am your fearless leader, Clay Travis, and I hope all of you are having a fantastic Tuesday. Had to think there for a minute about what day exactly it was. Uh, you can get up to $1,000, no risk, wager. Tennessee, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, West Virginia, uh, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Virginia, Michigan, all of those states, Colorado that I just ran through, all you have to do is is go sign up today, $1,000 no-risk wager at fanduel.com slash clay. Uh, Encourage you all to go give us five stars on this show. Go sign up for the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton podcast as well. We had Alex Berenson for most of the second hour of the program. I think you will enjoy that conversation. Encourage all of you to go check that out. All you have to do is go to fanduel.com slash clay FanDuel.com slash Clay to get a $1,000 no risk wager all you have to do to sign up for the podcast is basically just search my name Clay Travis go on iTunes go on Spotify go on Google Play anywhere out there just type in Clay Travis and boom you'll be able to find the latest shows including this one I appreciate everybody who has subscribed here the Stephen A. Apology Tour is underway this morning on First Take he apologized to Shohei Ohtani and all people who are Asian for his comments about uh, Shohei Otani needing a translator and then also he apologized to people of Nigerian descent for making fun in some way of the way that their names were pronounced. And uh, I asked you guys 25,000 of you have voted in the first hour or so whether or not Stephen A. should have apologized 57% of you said no 43% of you said yes. So 57% no apology needed 43% of you said yes. And I think what's going on here is in general this is one of the challenges that comes with cancel culture. And let me explain what I mean. Most people who are watching this show right now are not super woke You are not in favor of identity politics. You are not in favor of cancel culture. And I want to make it clear that I don't believe in cancel culture as I have said for about the billionth time. But a lot of you I think very reasonably are sitting around and thinking what's the best way to combat cancel culture? Is it to hold people like Stephen A. Smith to the standard that ESPN has previously held other hosts to? Or is it to acknowledge that demanding people be fired and demanding apologies is almost always wrong and we should not insist on apologies and or suspensions or firings or anything else in a situation like this. And I think that's a challenge. My general rule is to point out the hypocrisy while also explaining that I'm opposed to cancel culture. So remember when the chink in the armor issue happened at ESPN several years ago? They fired the host who used the phrase chink in the armor uh, referring to Jeremy Lynn not having a good game and they fired the guy who wrote the headline and uh, the guy who wrote the headline I think went on if I remember correctly in a really intriguing story to actually go back to seminary school and to become a priest. Uh, also, ESPN has set the standard for a long time set the standard that inappropriate contact uh, comments on air, off air can lead to you losing your job. So, I don't think that Stephen A. Smith should have to apologize for what he said. I understand what he was attempting to say and let's take it outside of the United States we talked about this on the Clay and Buck show if, let's say I suddenly went overseas to China and I was the greatest ping pong player in the world. I'm a pretty good ping pong player as it is but let's pretend I was the greatest ping pong player in the world. I probably I don't know enough about Chinese marketing to know for sure but probably not knowing a word of Mandarin would probably hurt my ability to be marketed as a ping pong star in China. Let's just toss that out there. So, uh, what Stephen A. was attempting to talk about was the fact that he doesn't believe Shohei Ohtani is able to be the face of Major League Baseball because he needs a translator. Where I think he whiffed is here's the deal and this is where he should have been smarter, I think. Do we really gain that much from athlete interviews uh, during or after games? I really don't think we do. I think most of our judging of an athlete comes from how they do actually on the field, on the court. In other words, very few athletes I've made this argument for a long time. Very few athletes make a tremendous difference for themselves by anything other than their performance in their sport of choice. And I've made this argument for a long time. For instance, um, I think most athletes even though, especially if you're a true superstar you lose more from social media than you gain from social media. Let me use this as an example. Peyton Manning never been on social media. Michael Jordan never been on social media. Arguably the two greatest pitchmen of sports history are Peyton Manning and Michael Jordan. Never needed to do anything on social media. What social media does is if you don't already have an audience let's say you're a backup offensive lineman or just an offensive lineman in general and you're witty and you're engaging and you're fun it can help to share your personality with an audience that would otherwise not know you exist. Whereas if you're a superstar you're always going to get judged by what you do on the field far more than what you put on social media. And so I think a lot of athletes in an effort to worry about their platform are overreaching in worrying about things other than their performance because if you are a tremendous performer in your sport that's how you get paid that's how you make your money so I don't think Stephen A needed to apologize but I think most of the 43% who is saying he needed to apologize this is coming from the overall perspective of this uh, of this show uh, which was how do you deal with cancel culture? And some people want Stephen A held to a really strict standard because ESPN has set the standard of strict behavior when it comes to cancel culture. Uh, And they typically don't apply it evenly instead they apply it based on your race or your gender which is how frankly Jalen Rose can get away with talking about Kevin Love being a token white player which I think was directly racist and far more of a racist thing to be said and distributed by ESPN than what Stephen A. said about Shohei Otani. So if you were going to require an apology to me what Jalen Rose said about Kevin Love is far more racist than what Shohei Otani uh, what what Stephen A. Smith said about Shohei Otani uh, or Nigerian basketball players or whatever. Yesterday was a rough day for Stephen A. Smith. So my position in general as an opponent of cancel culture I think pointing out hypocrisies and absurdity while also making it clear that you don't believe in suspensions you don't believe in firings you don't believe in the idea of one person says one thing and they should never be able to work again. By the way, Rachel Nichols has to be looking around looking at Stephen A. Smith and saying, wait a minute wait a minute so you cost me a job based on something I said not on the air at all that was illegally recorded and now it has cost me by the way if I'm Rachel Nichols two different jobs but you let Stephen A. Smith go on the air apologize and there's virtually no consequences for what he said on the air. I do think there's a distinction and should be a distinction between what's said on the air and what's said in private that may somehow end up going public. But if I'm Rachel Nichols I'm writing down notes and taking notes here Stephen A. Smith makes $12 million a year uh, Jalen Rose makes a lot of money as well also working in the NBA those guys both said things that were more offensive directly on ESPN platforms nothing really happens to them I'm illegally recorded in my hotel room and I lose two jobs this might be as simple as the pyramid of victimization white woman ranks lower than black man on the, period of, uh, the pyramid of victimization and so Rachel Nichols ends up Uh, ending up losing jobs nothing really happens to Stephen A. or Jalen Rose even though those situations are significantly connected Uh, and by the way if I'm Adrian Wojnarowski I say wait I said F you to a United States Senator and got suspended for a month or whatever the heck it was uh, and nothing happens at all uh, to uh, to Stephen A. Smith on air for what he says or Jalen Rose for what he said I definitely think there is an inconsistency here. Speaking of inconsistencies every time I think the cosmetic theater can't get more absurd I turn on my television in the world of sports and it gets more absurd. Major League Baseball last night had the home run derby. Congrats to Pete Alonso for winning it. Uh, Always an entertaining event to be able to watch and I put it on and I'm watching it from Denver. I'm still fired up about the fact that Atlanta lost the All-Star game because Rob Manford is a buffoon. Uh, But I'm watching the Major League Baseball All-Star Game Home Run Derby and everybody in the crowd, no masks. Everybody in the field, no masks. And they've got kids, did you notice this? Running around in the outfield wearing masks. It was nonsensical, okay? Why in the world are young kids wearing masks running around in the outfield? If anything, they should be wearing helmets Because those balls are getting absolutely crushed and they're trying to catch some of these high fly balls that don't end up going into the seats and they might get hit in the head trying to make some of these catches but the idea that they need masks to protect themselves nonsensical. Let me just be clear about this. We talked about it with Alex Berenson on the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show today. No kid should be wearing a mask this fall in school. No kid of any age, vaccinated or not, should be wearing a mask at school this fall. Last year I was okay with my kids being required to wear masks because I was just excited for the school to open up and for them to have in-person learning for the entire year. But there is no way whatsoever to justify based on the science anything at all associated with mask wearing among children particularly mask wearing among kids younger than 12 Major League Baseball I'm sick of the cosmetic theater it was an embarrassment that they were requiring those kids in the outfield to be wearing masks. Did you see Greg Popovich? He wasn't happy. Team USA went 54-2 I believe it was with Coach K as their official head coach. Since Greg Popovich took over Team USA they are 9-5 and they have lost two straight exhibition games. They lost to Nigeria and they lost to Australia and when Greg Popovich was getting questioned after the the game he was really angry at the presumption of the question that the United States used to blow out other countries and it's true they did and now the US team ends up in a lot of competitive games doesn't mean the US is still not the best basketball in the world but since 1992 when the Dream Team started to play Basketball has become much more of a global sport something like a quarter of NBA players are born outside of the country now and the overall quality of play of other countries has increased at a higher rate than the overall quality of play in the United States has. And the United States as a result is occasionally when the team is not put together very well getting whipped and Greg Popovich was upset about being pointed out to him that the U.S. used to dominate everybody and now they're ending up in a really tough spot. Now the reality is these other teams play together a lot more than the United States team plays together. So they are better long-term competitors and teammates because they play together a lot more whereas the U.S. just puts together a team of players that are willing to go and compete at these international tournaments in the United States Uh, in the Olympics for instance and so Greg Popovich not a very likable guy really I understand some people are like oh Pop is cute and he's cuddly he's not a very likable guy to me he's a jerk to the media without Tim Duncan and without Kawhi Leonard he hasn't been a very good coach go figure and also uh, without Donald Trump to talk about he really just looks like a bully and he doesn't have very much interesting to say speaking of not very much interesting to say Where are the woke NBA contingent out there arguing about how politics hadn't impacted the NBA at all? Game three was on Sunday night. It was the least watched ever game three, other than last year's game three in the bubble, which went head to head with NFL football. Let me repeat that. Game three of the NBA finals on Sunday night, traditionally a great night for television. Game three is the least watched game three in the history of NBA ratings other than last year's game in the bubble. So the NBA in the last two years has posted the two least watched NBA playoffs and NBA finals games on record. Seems like kind of a big deal to me. Maybe worth acknowledging that the NBA got woke and its ratings have gone broke. Yet all of the blue checkmark brigade members out there won't acknowledge what has become a readily apparent fact. The NBA has taken body blow after body blow. The brand is collapsing. They need to apologize to America for denigrating this country or they need to move the whole NBA to China where they can shut up and dribble for Chairman Z, who may be more palatable palatable, palatable, palatable with their overall political interest. Speaking of political interest see the ESPYs? I didn't even know the ESPYs were happening. I I legit, I gotta raise my hand. I had no idea that the ESPYs were going on this weekend. Only 1.1 million people watched. That is a tiny audience the smallest in the history for the ESPYs by a massive amount. To give you an idea, back in 2015 when Caitlyn Jenner won the ESPY for Courage 7.7 million people watched now the audience has declined by 86%. The ESPYs is officially it appears to be a dead project for ESPN. Everybody has effectively stopped watching award shows in general uh, whether it's uh, the Oscars whether it is uh, the Golden Globes, Emmys, whatever it is, people are tired of rich athletes or rich actors and actresses sitting around and lecturing them on politics and so people have abandoned viewership to a massive degree. The ESPYs used to be one of the crown jewels of ESPN programming. Over the last six years it has effectively died. I wonder whether they're going to end up canceling the ESPYs or whether it makes any sense to even continue them at all time low 1.1 million viewers ESPN, I gotta tell you has gotten woke and they have completely gone broke. Uh, Peyton Manning was talking about Aaron Rodgers and Peyton Manning said this debate has been going on since April when Aaron Rodgers basically let it be known that he didn't want to return to Green Bay Does Peyton Manning think that Aaron Rodgers is headed to Denver? He said no. So Aaron Rodgers and I thought this was interesting there was a list of the best quarterbacks in the NFL that came out. Uh, Bobby Barak at OutKick did an intriguing list of his own uh, with the best quarterbacks in the NFL but they let everybody vote uh, in terms of who they thought the best quarterbacks were in the NFL and uh, the top 10 quarterback list so all of you can debate and fight amongst yourselves over who the top 10 quarterbacks are Uh, again this was 50 NFL executives coaches, scouts, and players ranked the top 10 quarterbacks heading into the season Uh, not surprised best quarterback according to these 50 uh, NFL insiders Patrick Mahomes was first Aaron Rodgers second best Brady, third best Russell Wilson, fourth best Josh Allen at 5 Matthew Stafford at 6 Dak Prescott at 7 Lamar Jackson at 8 Justin Herbert all the way up in the top 10 at 9 and Kyler Murray was in the 10 spot. My boy Ryan Tannehill getting no respect his uh, his, uh, numbers would suggest that he belongs in this mix uh, Deshaun Watson not in the mix uh, notably probably because he's got 22 different women accusing him of sexual assault even though that story has just kind of vanished and it's like nobody's going to talk about it anymore. Uh, but those are the 10 in order according to uh, uh, the, uh, the ranking of NFL executives, coach, scouts and players. Those are the top 10 quarterbacks. You heard them. You can now debate amongst yourselves. Uh, Cuba We've been talking a lot about Cuba on the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show also talking about it a decent amount here uh, because I believe that right now the situation in Cuba is really an incredible challenge and also an incredible opportunity for the United States. And the mayor of Miami came out earlier today and said he would be in favor of airstrikes in Cuba to support protesters on that island nation 90 miles to the south of Florida. Now I don't know what the right response is but I do know that Joe Biden putting out his thoughts and prayers and basically his hopes that Cuba is going to be okay is not in some way going to make that place any safer at all for people who support freedom and democracy. So what is the maximum amount of pressure that we can exert that helps to overthrow let's be honest overthrow the communist totalitarian dictatorship that has been in charge of Cuba for over 60 years. I don't think Joe Biden's administration is going to come up with the appropriate response. I think Trump's administration would have done a little bit better job but it's long past time for the Castro brothers who now no longer control Cuba uh, and their heir apparent to lose the ability to forestall democracy and capitalism in Cuba. If you've ever been on a cruise ship uh, it's really kind of eerie. All you do on many cruises particularly those of the western Caribbean is just circle Cuba. You come down off of Florida, go around Cuba. I remember thinking how strange it was. been. I've never been to Cuba. I would like to go just to see it. But I remember thinking how strange it was when the cruise ship is passing and we were close enough to Cuba to be able to see all of the old buildings that were along the seafront in Havana as we went past Cuba but yet were not able or, or allowed to ever actually visit that island. The people of Cuba deserve better uh, and so do all the Cuban Americans here. We need to do as much as we possibly can to try to provide freedom there. But one crazy story that came out I don't know how many of you even saw this Mia Khalifa who is a former porn star uh, who is uh, now no longer a porn star but obviously did uh, some porn back in the day and became very famous for it. Um, She is being accused of Cuba's president of fomenting the revolution in Cuba right now. Uh, And I got to give credit to Mia Khalifa because if she is actually managing to do that it is one of the great all-time moves. Of course she isn't but if she were more props to her that is the First Amendment and boobs writ large Mia Khalifa, former porn star being blamed in real real life this is a real quote by the Cuban president for the uprising in the streets of Cuba all over that country. Uh, last night uh, one of the things that's not awful about my new schedule I don't have to be up at 4.15 or 4.30 in the morning anymore uh, to do a sports talk radio show and so I can stay up later at night and have a more normal schedule and last night I took uh, my kids and we went to go see the new Black Widow movie in the theater Uh, it was great although I would encourage small thing but I would encourage the dine-in theater to get back to being an actual dine-in theater I booked tickets to go sit in the dine-in theater I love to go eat and watch a movie and have food brought to me if you're going to encourage me to go to a movie theater and not watch everything streaming on the big screen televisions that all of us have in our homes now you need to sell me something that is unique and an experience that is better than what I might have at home. And right now I don't think movie theaters are recognizing that they are in a true battle to legitimize their existence in the years ahead. And so when I go to a movie now I want to be able to get cool opportunities inside of the movie theater that wouldn't otherwise exist at my home such as being able to order food and eat while I watch the movie and uh, they're not doing that right now. The dine-in theater option is not working as it normally would. You can order food at the concession stand and they'll bring it to you or whatnot but it's a limited menu. It's not the same thing. Look, I'm trying to help the movie theaters out there survive. You need to get back to providing an elite dining opportunity on some level to get me to leave my house and not just watch movies on the big screen televisions. Now, we'll say Black Widow, entertaining movie. Scarlett Johansson uh, playing the Black Widow character we know, spoiler alert, she's already died this is actually a movie going back in time but I thought it was really entertaining I don't even know the guy's name but Hopper from Stranger Things is fantastic uh, in this movie, really funny Uh, I'm ready by the way for Stranger Things Season 4 but the Hopper character and I already forgot the dude's name big kind of chubby guy he did a fantastic job I thought he basically stole the show Uh, he was fantastic really entertaining movie Uh, I've been to see two movies I think it is uh, in theater this summer so far I went and saw Quiet Place 2 also thought it was pretty great Uh, I've seen Boss Baby 2 just okay uh, and uh, and now I have seen uh, this movie, uh, The Black Widow, which has been held for a long time finally back in theaters. All right, I appreciate all of you. Go subscribe. Give us five stars to the Outkick, the show podcast. Heck, just type in my name, Clay Travis, and subscribe to the shows that pop up on Google, on uh, iTunes, and on Spotify. I appreciate all of you. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP. My name is Clay Travis, and this has been Outkick, show.